Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Post and Pints, episode 29. Back to the regular season, finally. Thank God. Alongside Matt, Drake, Kyle, and Alex, I'm Justin. Welcome to the show. News break for you. Your wild and crazy host has been given a red card and is being booted off the pitch. No, I'm kidding. No red cards here, and I doubt they will retire my jersey. But tonight is my final episode as your host of Post and Pints. Wipe those tears. It's going to be all right. Matt and the team here will continue to drink, banter, and make fun of Dre and his Farmers League. 29 episodes, 29 years on this earth. Ironic? I think so. Just like in life, we've had some amazing episodes and some not-so-amazing episodes, but Post and Pints has taken the good with the bad, and we've continued to roll with the punches even during a pandemic. It was quite funny. We started a soccer podcast at the same time the world said no sports, but we pushed through it, which means we can get through anything on the show. Uh, I'm passing the hosting torch to Matt, and I think he will do a great job. Now, episode 29, recap of the final. Who is your MVP and much more? But first, as always, we start the episode off with what are you drinking? Matt, you go first. Oh, before I start drinking, I ha- I'm going to need help with this jersey I'm trying to put up in this uh, rafter. It, it's, Listen, it's a very light jersey. It's a small. <laughs> it's a small. <laughs> medium at best. I'm telling you right now, when you're shopping for Justin, you can just shop in the kids section and just what? get like a oh. youth XL. What? Save like 20 bucks. This episode, I am drinking uh, a nice Danish Pilsner. Mm, you know, okay. the Danes do really good things. Uh, I'm drinking I mean, a Carlsberg because it's oh. the cheapest beer I like. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but the right. Danes also gave us Lars Ulrich, so like, how good are they really? Oh. But this the Danes. The, this is the, the fire Danes, episode. The Danes also gave us that amazing, amazing uh, Red Bull legend, future Hall of Famer in Matthias Jorgensen. So. Uh, <laughs> you're not proving <laughs> your point. <laughs> is that is that Kyle's? I'm not confident. Say over I'm not confident. I'm not confident. Uh, Alex, what are you drinking? Oh. Uh. Well, because it's your last episode, Justin. If it's not Jameson, you can get the fuck out. I'm whipping out, <laughs> I'm whipping out a nice bottle of H2O in your memory. Mm, mm. Oh, boy. But don't worry, I'm chasing that H2O with straight Jameson. Oh, man, there we go. <laughs> Very nice. I'm so, not. This is my last nice. medicated episode. Uh, uh, Dre, what do you got? I am going back to the promised land and drinking a dab. So, final dab. For Crack Justin. it open, dab. Crack it open, dab. Ooh, that was nice. Oh, dab it out. Kyle, <laughs> what do you got? This is my last medicated episode. So okay, so Dr. Pepper? Some high quality H2O. Just water? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> he's got to be responsible, man. Yeah. Right, he's got to take care of himself. I would have hoped you would have gotten RC Cola by now, but we had some RC Cola. We we literally ran out. Look, if I buy more RC Cola, there's going to be, like, first of all, the cans are going to get divvied. Then both me and Alex are going to get greedy. Then there's going to be fistfights over Canadian soda. It's just not worth it. I just just see diabetes in my life. It just comes to this house being filled with RC Cola. (laughs) It's diabetes in my future. You hold on one second. Our social media needs content, and I would love a backyard brawl for some RC Cola. There you go. Let's get it done! What, uh, Matt, what year was it, or rather, what day was it when you realized what RC Cola was, what it stood for? I was... It was 2020! 
It was like a week and a half ago. It was year 2020, <laughs> about a year and a half ago, when Alex and Kyle just blew my mind when I found out that Royal Crown Cola was RC Cola. <laughs> All right. Well, th- Matt's probably not going to like this because this is like an anti-White Claw attack. But uh, High Noon was finally in my liquor store, and I haven't had it yet. So we're going to give it a shot here. This is High Noon Sun Sips Vodka and Soda Lime. Wow. Nice. Oh. Sounds kind of fancy. Oh, these are these are dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. Instantly, he's like, "Okay, this is this is, is going to be a problem." Wow, two in is a it, row with is it more is it more dangerous than shit. the uh, than the spiked teas out there? I, I see. Like, I haven't had the ones that you brought over to uh, Matt for that, so I got to try those too. Those are on the list. Those are dangerous, sir. Oh boy, Tell we're in for it. we're in for a world of hurt. We, we, we went through a whole case last night, me and Matt. From oh, experience. From experience, I know that they are quite dangerous. The couch. We're gonna have a race tonight. Who could be more drunk by the end of the episode, Justin or Trey? I'm gonna beat you. I'm just letting you both. All, I'm letting you all know. I'm gonna beat you guys to that couch. Okay. Yeah, I think Matthew. <laughs> I think he's already there. Yeah. All right. So, the Cinderella story is unfortunately over for Orlando. Now, I think they're gonna do really well. I think continuing into the regular season, but unfortunately, the clock struck midnight last night. And uh, as as Matt texted, <laughs> as they got annihilated 2-1. Now, I thought the game was pretty close. It was a pretty fair game. It wasn't like crazy nonsense. Some beautiful passes. Beautiful uh, goalkeeping, too. Yeah, dude. Beautiful Fantastic. Orlando's goalkeeper fucking stood on his head, making yeah. some of those saves. I mean, that was incredible. Yeah. You heard him in Spanish screaming, now is not the fucking time, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Ahora no es el tiempo. <laughs> yeah, 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 what he said, what he said. See, these are the days I'm happy I'm, I am I sit next to Alex and watch soccer games because he can just translate all the things <laughs> I'm not, I don't understand what's going on. Every time someone's screaming on the field and you, like, you can like obviously read their lips and it's in Spanish, everyone just looks at me and I just go, I don't fucking know. Like, I wasn't reading, I wasn't reading his lips. I'm drunk as shit right now, what do you mean? Yeah, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> like the late, great Colonel Sanders once said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now back to soccer. Uh, yeah, let's do so, it. Someone here mentioned that the final score was going to be two one Portland, but I'm not going to point fingers. Oh, it was mad, man. I'm you just going to point at myself. Oh, hey. oh boy, I called the score. Huh? One from Matt. Oh, oh boy. No, I'm I think that right. almost makes him deserve to drink out of the cup too, right? I mean, I yeah. guess he's the only person in America that called a two one Portland. I was supposed to bring this up today on this episode. Let me scroll back. No, we're, scroll back. I want you to bring that up a little bit later. But like okay. you, you, the conversation you're having, I'm like, yo, you better mention that tonight. I swear to God. <laughs> no, but I mean, Portland did exactly what Portland had to do. I explained um, on Sunday that the first team that had to change their game plan was going to be the team that was going to lose. And that ended up being Orlando. Orlando's original game plan just did not work. Portland continued to do what they've done this entire tournament, which is sit back, absorb the pressure, and hit you on the counterattack. Capitalize on set pieces where, once again, as Kyle mentioned, if you give Diego Valeri the opportunity to drop these set piece dimes in, it's just not fair. Unbelievable. Once again... Chara had an absolutely incredible game. He put out every fire 
that was around him, and he's just proving to be probably the best player on that Portland side. But overall, I mean, you still got to give credit to Orlando. Orlando did an absolutely incredible job um, making it an absolutely incredible game towards the end. Made you sweat a little bit because they were really pushing the envelope. But, I mean, I think the thing that just disappoints the most is the fact that Orlando commanded almost 65% possession but only had one shot on target that went in. If that's crazy enough, Portland had six shots on target. So you're seeing a team that has no issue absorbing that pressure, but they take advantage of the opportunities that they get. Yeah, for me, honestly, Portland played exactly the way they, I expected them to. To give more credit to you know what Dre said before, the goalie for Orlando really put in work. If he didn't play to like the caliber that he did, that could have been a 3-1 game, maybe even a 3-4 game. Oh, yeah. There was yeah. Some, really, some really nice saves where it's like, reaction. holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, honestly, Portland, they did a fantastic fantastic job, and they deserve this. And like Matt said, you do have to give credit to Orlando. I mean, they did have to change their game plan, of course, but I thought they did a very nice job of playing uh, high press, really going for it, not l- sitting back and letting Portland just be methodical and pick them apart. I'm trying to look at how do you, how you would pronounce his last name. Pedro Galiz, is that his last name? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Uh, I'm getting good. I'm getting Nailing good. Nailing it. Woo! Last He's episode, we finally getting it. Yeah, and and like I correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is his first full season with Orlando. Correct. So for him yeah. to to come into a new league, you know, coming up against a Portland team where Clark's been there for a while, and for him to to put up that kind of performance is is very impressive. Um, but it's, it's like I mentioned, you know, before the two factors were going to be the Nani factor for Orlando and then that full team, um, effort from Portland. And it just proved to be too much for one player to handle on the, on the Orlando side. When you have the experience of, you know, Clark between the posts and then Diego Valeri and, and just the entire squad in general, it just proved too much for Orlando to handle. And I am very happy to have lost a point picking Orlando to win that one. <laughs> uh, I just want to give a really big shout out to Chris Duvall, uh, the wingback from Portland, um, having the responsibility to p- go up against Nani all night. He did an absolutely incredible job where the millisecond Nani got that ball, it was it was over. Chris Duvall was all over him and he he roughed him up nice and early. <laughs> He did give away a couple cheap fouls, but overall he disrupted Nani from ever getting into his, you know, rhythm. And I felt like that was huge because Alex said last week, what would Portland be like if Nani wasn't at the top of his game? Well, this is kind of what you get. You get one shot on target. So, you know, all shout outs to Chris Duvall and the rest of that back line for Portland. Here's a factor I want to ask you guys and get your thoughts on it. No. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Denied. No. Oh, no. So Portland went up, got that second goal, and got the score up to 2 1 being ahead. And then a few minutes later, Orlando's reaction is to sub off Muller. Do you think that was the right thing to do, seeing as how Muller is one of their more attacking minded players? And, and has that synergy with, with Nani. Do you think it was the right thing for them to do to take off an offensive-minded player? What, what do you guys think about that? Absolutely not. For me, anyway, watching him get subbed and just seeing his face 
as soon as he sat down, I kind of knew it was over right then. Yeah. It, it's, I, I don't know what the coach is thinking there, but when you go down a goal, you don't take off one of the better attacking players on your team. Yeah, it definitely didn't make any sense to me. To only counter that, Mueller, Mueller, whew, can we get Mueller from Bayern Munich out on that field? Mueller. I bet that's, yeah, that's where I thought it was. Mueller. Yeah. But overall, no. he is coming off of an injury. He is also coming. I mean, you got to understand, he is not 100%. He was already questionable going into this game to begin with. And, I mean, again, nothing against these guys. I get it. You play in Orlando. Orlando is, you know, the state, you know, the city you play in. But it's 90% humidity. It's 100 degrees out there. And you're coming off of an injury. I... The fact that he gave the minutes he did, he, he gave everything he could. And I think that was the smart decision, just trying to bring on someone with some fresh legs. Because you see it all the time. It, just because you're one of your star players is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, coaches shouldn't be afraid to try to interject something different. And you know what? It's the championship game. You got nothing left to lose. Why, why not take the risk and take the shot? And you know what? I, I respect them for maybe bringing on some fresh legs. Usually I'd agree with you. Just like I said, the way he reacted to getting subbed, it just didn't seem like he knew he couldn't go and it was a good idea. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm sorry. No one wants to get taken off on the championship game. I, yeah. I, no matter... No matter what the player, no matter unless you're Mesut Ozil or Gareth Bale, you're you would be upset being taken off in the championship game. Yeah. So no, but to, to counter what you said, Matt, like you know, you respect the coach for trying this and that, whatever. But like, you can you can say all that, but you could say you respect the decision if it works. If it doesn't work, you kind of got egg on your face, and you're like, I guess it wasn't the right tactical move, you know. But this is a coach who is playing with house money. This is a brand new coach who is taking on an uh, Orlando team that no one expected them to be here. It's it's just it's basically playing with house money. It's like, you know what? I'll risk it because you know what? No one even thought I would get this far. And yes, it's upsetting, but I bet you every single Orlando City fan is still absolutely thrilled with their team's performance, with their star players' performance. And I'm not telling you if, right now... Not if they're as jaded, as bitter as Red Bull fans are. <laughs> I don't know who those people are. I don't know who you're talking about. Yikes. I don't want to talk about the Red Bulls. Listen, hold on. Before, Let me interject one sec. Uh, Benji came in as a striker. I feel like they put two strikers up front to try to put a little bit more pressure on Portland. Uh, maybe that was part of his game plan. But at the same time, you know, Chris is one of their better players, so... And and no, I don't think anyone here is arguing that, but I think like just, you know, just trying to just do something different because clearly what they were doing for all those minutes prior wasn't working. No. So, I mean, you got to risk it. And you know what? Like Dre says, it's a, it's a two-sided coin. You know, if it worked out, the coach is automatically one of the better coaches in the MLS for making that decision. Mm-hmm. This is a case where, no, he has egg on his face. It's... But you know what? You respect coaches who make those decisions because there's a lot of coaches in the world who would have just sat there and done nothing. And you know, I think you already know uh, what who coach might we're those coaches about. be. Yeah. I don't want to talk about those bald five foot six <laughs> coaches who coach for teams are in the metropolitan area. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> Jamie. But you know what? Starts with an R. But you know what? There's three things in life that are guaranteed, guys. Death. Matt, he, he's five seven. Oh, well, my apologies. <laughs> Wow. 
What did I say? Did I say five? Did I say five six? You five five six, yeah. Oh, you know what? Give me credit that I was like one inch off. Hey, that one inch matters to some people. Okay. Oh, my apologies. I thought this was worse. Especially Connor Late. Oh, sorry, I took another shot. There's there's three things in life that are guaranteed, though, guys. It's death, taxes, and Diego Valeri dropping in free kick dimes. Dude, it's just uh, you see Fucking the way, gold, this, dude. Dude, you gold. see the way this guy just drops balls in. Like I'm telling you right now, I wish I was a defender running at the ball for Portland. Good God, he just he makes it easy for them. Is do you guys believe he's the best free kick taker in the MLS from distance? I, I can't confirm nor deny. I, I was gonna say, what are his stats compared to someone? If like he's not, it's got to be one of for sure. For sure. Like, I agree. You know what? Dre, a couple weeks ago, making the shout that if he was going to start an MLS franchise, what player he would take on. He said Diego Valeri. And I'm telling you right now, having that senior experience would, and, and just his overall skill is just, in my opinion, untouchable. Yeah. He, he's definitely one of, like, the MLS greats thus far, for sure. So, speaking of great players, let's transition there you go. Right there was a segue. Play. You took All it right, right from me. Look, hey, you're doing so good. good. You're doing so good. You don't need me. God there you damn. Go. Hey, before we continue, congratulations again to Portland. And then once again, congratulations to Orlando, making it to a final that they, a lot of people did not think they would get to. So. They had no business being there. Everyone here besides <laughs> Justin. They had no business being there. Uh, good time. It's like, it's, like, it's like when you see, like, I don't know, like, a monkey in the desert. It's like, what are you doing? How did you even get here? <laughs> you know? What's what going an analogy. On? That is a terrible analogy, but <laughs> you could have said penguin, polar bear in the desert, something fucking odd. Monkeys don't belong in the desert either. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> All right. MVP, MVP of the tournament, MVP of the tournament. Who does it go to? So that's what I was going to try to go into. But Dre is here dropping random animals in the middle of the desert. And I'm just feeling like I'm going to call PETA for all this animal cruelty Dre's trying to bring in our lives. Well, Connor Lade's not an animal. He's a human being. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, you're Connor tonight, Holy my God. God. I promise. I promise John Patrick Bigley that I do a couple shots back at Lade. You do know that Lade <laughs> listens to this podcast, right? We're going to get an email from him later. He's going to be really mad. All right. It's going to be I a short email, though. <laughs> <laughs> Might not get sent. I don't know if you could reach the keyboard. <laughs> That's it. No, I you did my, it. I took my shot. You <laughs> <laughs> took your shot. Way to go, Michael Scott. He took a shot, and he fucking made it. For the love of God, Dre, if you had to choose an MVP from the tournament, who are you choosing, champ? I, I mean, I think it's, for, for me personally, it's it's very self-evident that I, I would definitely go to Blair. Like, there's no... He brought this team to the dance. He, he had support along the way. He, he had goals and assists. He drove the bus, would you say? Top, you know, top to bottom. He had, a, he had a good tournament, so I'm, I'm giving to Valeri. Kyle? Well, I know we're all thinking super obvious names, like Pity Martinez or Tom Barlow. <laughs> I mean, the most obvious. Well, well I, can't be, I, I can't be the only one who laughs at that. I really <laughs> uh, oh, wait, I think, is that medication Kyle, you're on? I think I think you forgot the most obvious choice of Josie Altador. I mean, come on. Of course, of course. Now the real MVP is uh, Vela for opting out of this whole thing. But really, if we're gonna choose a team that made it to the final, I'm I'm I want to say Chara. He 
just absolutely shut down back lines like all tournament long. He was just a menace on the pitch. Uh, I was but, convinced you were going to say Bobasek. But I'm going to go with Mr. Rossi from LAFC. Just, you know, golden boot of the tournament. When he's not making goals, he's making opportunities for BWP to score. Just absolute monster. To add on to that, I like I think I think it's an incredible shout for Diego Chara because you you look at that almost like a Jordan Henderson situation. Like he doesn't have the stats on paper that like jump off that like he ha- he's going to be the MVP, but you think about how valuable he is to his club. It's definitely a good shout, but and as well, I agree with the Diego Rossi thing, but I, I am going to go with Sebastian Blanco because he has been the guy for Portland. He has been the catalyst in those, you know, tight one goal games. But I want to give a definite shout out to Andre Blake. He gets honorable mention for B. He carried Philly. And he needs to be. I, I know goalies usually aren't in the MVP conversation, but he should be in this conversation. Alex, what are you thinking? So, good thing that we don't uh, rehearse these scripts and we don't talk about who our picks are before this because I also had Sebastian Blanco. But no, he, he really has made a difference. He, he's made a difference in every single game. And as a midfielder, I think he's now at three goals and five assists. So, there's no putting him down. Uh, and you know what? He's not the tallest guy around. And you no, know but he, what? He gets in there, man. Not only does he get in there, he just finds the holes. And yes, he, just... he does. Hey, yeah, he does, buddy. Oh, Every time we went there. Yeah. Get him, get him, get him. For the love of God, Justin, who's your MVP? <laughs> Blanco's a good choice. I'll go with that. I'll go with wow. that. Wow. Sound, con- sa- sound convincing, will you? <laughs> If if I had to go like Matt, like Matt gave some uh, uh, you know honorable mentions. My honorable mentions go to two people, and that's mainly because they just kind of surprised me. But that would be Wando and BWP. The two of them at the age they're at, performing and scoring goals in a lot of the group stages, especially BWP that we didn't expect to like. We didn't know he was going to have a team going into this year. He gets a trial at BWP's done bus, and he. Yeah, I'm kind of glad to be proven wrong. Yeah, so it, it it goes further back to show that BWP wasn't the problem. It's our fucking team that was the problem. You put a team like LAFC around him, and BWP still puts in goals at age 36, 7, whatever he is. So, yeah, Wando, Wondolowski did great things for San Jose, and then BWP did, did uh, pretty good things for LAFC. I feel like you also have to give a shout-out to Nani. I mean, oh, yeah. had an absolutely incredible tournament. I'm just happy for him. Like we were discussing it in past episodes that like, this is the Nani that Orlando bought. And you know what? I'm, I'm extremely happy not only for Orlando, but I'm extremely happy for Nani as well, because he just, he looks so passionate with what's going on. And that's something as a, as a United fan, like when Nani played for Manchester United, that was such a big thing for him was just the passion that he played with. So Definitely excited to have him back in the MLS at 100%. I think it's safe to say that this tournament was very much successful. Aside from the early exit of Dallas and Nashville, I, we all of us, we vocalized our kind of doubts and maybe they should just cancel the thing. They, they were starting the tournament in the state of Florida, which had crazy amount of rising cases. And at, we, at one point, we were all saying, just scrap it, wait till you know later and when it's safe. 
But I think once it got rolling, this tournament stayed safe, and goddamn, it was exciting. So I, I got to give a shout-out to the MLS for pulling off a successful and entertaining tournament for sure. So, I mean, Dre just kind of, without transitioning into it, came into our next thing, which is the big key takeaways going into um, taking away or key takeaways as the tournament expires. All right. How much are you drinking over there, buddy? The answer is yes. The answer is always yes. But I, Kyle, Alex, and myself, we talked about it a couple weeks ago where it's just like, you know what? It's incredibly it's warming to like see how smooth this tournament went because good God, did we not all have our doubts that like, this is going to go two games and they're going to like get everyone out of this hotbed that is Orlando. But I'm just happy that all the players took this extremely seriously. Like you really didn't see players half-assing it and you didn't see players like, eh, it's okay. If this is a meaningless tournament, you saw the way Orlando and Portland, Philly, Minnesota, how these guys fought to the very last second to try to get in that final, to be in that final. This was if, some MLS Cup quality games. Yeah. And you sure. know what? I would be 100% okay if they did something like this to start the season off every single year. Absolutely. Like right, <laughs> Like right off the bat, I think it would be incredible to have. Say it, Dre. Well, go ahead, Dre. You're, you're no, shaking. No, I, I think it's a stupid idea no. to have this tournament no. all the time. No. I, I know last night you guys mentioned, like, oh, you love it if this replaced the U.S. Open Cup. And I'm super I think against it'd be that. perfect as a preseason. Just a Pre- nice preseason warm-up. I, I think that would be preseason, you, you, you have my attention there. I, I, I'll consider that. But as you a replacement. keep the name. There you go. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. I, MLS is back. But, but as know, far as replacing the U.S. Open Cup, I the thing I love about the U.S. Open Cup is that you allow so USL open, teams, you, know? you allow third-tier teams to to get in the tournament. I think that's important. You saw um, that Farmers League come up. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, Give them a what? chance. I, they I trained understand. in a bar, and they bought their soccer balls selling cookies on the side of the road, and they came up, and they won in the round of 16. There you go. I'm telling you right now, if the – Ukrainian Farmers League is selling Thin Mints. I'm interested in buying a couple boxes. <laughs> Tell you right now, it's those damn Thin Mints. They get you, bro. But I, I understand where you're coming from, Dre. And I, I'm not talking about, like, scrapping the U.S. Open Cup. But could you imagine every single year, the first three games of your season are in MLS's back tournament, and then... <clears throat> If you have the opportunity to advance to the knockout stages, of course, like it's the same concept. Those games don't count towards your regular season score. But you know what? Imagine going into an MLS season and you've already won a trophy. Like, boom, you're walking into the season. You have MLS's back trophy. And for some of these teams, it's like extremely encouraging. Look at a Cincinnati. A Cincinnati thrived in this opportunity. They got farther than anyone thought they would. Now for the rest of the season, Cincinnati has this wonderful confidence that they're going to carry. We've they already definitely changed the outcome of seasons for sure. Yeah, honestly, but like the, these early like preseason trophies, like for me, don't really count for much. Like in Germany, every year they have the winner of the Bundesliga play the winner of the German Cup. That's the first game of every season. It's called like the Super Cup or whatever the fuck it is. It's I thought a you German know, it's Cup always... was just called a Stein. 
<laughs> and they always have this, you know, the winner of one See? is the winner of the other. And, you know, you have the two pretty good teams playing, but it doesn't really count for much in terms of the long run. It's just kind of almost like a warm-up game. But that's, I'm not saying it has to be anything outside of that, but I'm just talking, it's a nice, healthy dose of competition right at the beginning of the season. Yeah. For a team that might not have that energy right at the start, it really helps certain teams kick off. I'm not talking about it replacing anything. I'm not talking about anything like that. But if every single MLS season started with this tournament, I feel like it would only benefit the league. Yeah. I mean, it's also hard to pull off a preseason with a month-long tournament. Like, there had to be some sort of... You can't have a 54-game tournament as a preseason, in my opinion. I, I, I think it would be fun as some kind of preseason, but not in the exact current format. Maybe some tweaks. Uh, two things. Uh, probably this tournament will never happen again. Portland will be the only winners of this tournament. Two, possibly some other cool tournament would be maybe the winner of last year versus the supporter shield winner or something like that. I don't know. Something along those lines, something different. Absolutely. Just to have two teams to battle off or perfect. something. Yeah. Yeah. I have like a, a tournament where like the open cup winner versus the shield winner play. Whoever wins that plays the MLS cup winner. Bam. Right. And the so, winner something. of that plays Dre's farmer's market league. Oh my God. I mean, that might as well be a shoe in right there. <laughs> so before we transition, uh, does anyone else have any key takeaways from the tournament they want to talk about? Wait, I want, I have a question for you. This for one's me? more towards Dre. No, for oh. everyone. How do you guys feel about the five sub rule? You want to see go on to the next? Uh, <laughs> don't, you, don't, don't even get Dre started. Don't I know. We don't have time. We don't have time. That's why I wanted to bring it up because look at these. He's already angry. No. It, I mean, no. I definitely think it adds a lot of strategy into you know because you can handle your subs vastly differently than if you have three. But oh, yeah. would I like to see it stay? I mean, I personally am indifferent either way. I like the three sub rule, but like I could see making a case. Okay. So. Before Dre goes on his rant, I just want to be really quick with this. The three, the five sub rule, I understand why it's in place right now because players have gone such a long time. And the, it, the whole point of five subs was to prevent injury or prevent players from getting hurt and giving the opportunity for more fresher legs. It'll never happen. It's going to go back to three subs as soon as possible. The reason why they're also going to take it away for teams that have a bigger depth chart, like I'll use the English Premier League as an example, you know, Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, you know, Manchester City. These are teams whose benches are better than some people's starting lineups. Now, imagine if they got to take five players off that bench and interject them into the game. It's an unfair advantage to a team like a great game. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a di it's a disadvantage for a Brighton Nova Valiant, a Aston Villa, a Bournemouth teams whose starting eleven are like that's it. Like we don't have a bench, and it's unfair that these other super teams have all this depth. Think about it. LAFC has the best depth in the league. Maybe Portland's also up there with best depth in the league. It would be unfair if like for the end of time, these guys are going to have the opportunity to have five subs. Where they're going to just, you look at the Red Bull. I hate to bring the Red Bull into this. The Red Bull don't have five decent subs. Like Chris Armas only ah. did three subs a game. We have five decent have starters. We, we barely use yeah. them. I, I know I changed my phone number, but I haven't gotten a call. <laughs> Even though I got mistaken to, what was that, Portland as a player? Oh, yeah. that, yeah. 
That, that was hilarious. The she best story. On the beach, bro. <laughs> the, dude, the best story ever. We walk into like a coffee shop and like Justin just gets stopped as we walk in in Portland. And the one like the cashier was just like, excuse me, do you play for the Red Bull? And like I'm standing next to Justin. I'm like, what the fuck? Not a Portland player? No, because I had my I had the one jacket on with the the Red Bull patches on it. Oh, and, uh, I guess I it was outside of a McDonald's actually. It's like cute? construction work. Nah, well that was the no she wasn't cute. Uh, but we were walking out of like, McDonald's. Yes, I. Am. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> no, we were walking out of McDonald's as well, and there was like construction worker guy asked me as well if I was a player, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, we play we play tonight, <laughs> dude. He's like, good luck. I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even have to do a rant. Matt pretty much hit all the points. Uh, I understand why they did five subs. I support it for the during the time of the pandemic. But when shit's back to normal, if it's hot, you can keep the water break, but you cannot keep the uh, the fucking five subs because it, it completely 100% changes tactical decisions, managerial decisions, how you build your squad. It, it, it's 100%. too much valid, change. Um, valid, valid, three valid. subs. Keep it three subs. Once we're past this pandemic, Dre is so woke on this topic; it's unbelievable. And the last takeaway from this tournament is hashtag Armas out. Oh, I thought it was why are we still doing regular PKs? Oh, that's, oh, that's another that's, one. Damn, so Sorry, true. I'm gonna keep harping on this until it happens. Kyle, any petition <laughs> you need me to run. Kyle, any petition you need me to sign, you let me know. I'm the first signature on that list. <laughs> we're gonna put it out there. What are, you, what are you, John Hancock, writing the signing the Constitution? Was that him? Was he the first one? I don't know if he was the first one. He was the biggest signature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the biggest John Hancock. Yeah. No, but to, I, but to even add on to that, like I could even like I have a feeling like the hydration break as well needs to go because it's it's a disadvantage. It's I mean, basically, that's been a mainstay even during hotter games in the regular season. That, that, that's last just, year that's quite just a bit. temperature thing. Like in Brazil, the entire World Cup in Brazil, they had it because it's hot as shit. You're not gonna have hydration break in March and April, but in June and July and August, you might. And then September, you can stop it again. It's it's based on I think it's based on temperature of the game, not just a general. Oh, all no, the that's time. fair. No, I 100% agree with you, and I'm not arguing that point whatsoever. My biggest thing is. For some of these coaches, they're basically using it as a timeout. Like in sports, oh, yeah. they're these coaches in other sports are allowed to call timeout and adjust the like. I'll use the FA Cup for an example. Chelsea owned the first 25 minutes of the FA Cup. Once Arteta had the opportunity to speak to his team, it was a different ball game. The coaches are using it as timeouts, and I'm not taking anything away from that. That they're taking advantage of a flaw in the system, but Coaches shouldn't have the opportunity. Coaches should only have two time like opportunities to talk to their team before the game how, and halftime. How often? How often has Josie taken a piece of paper, written some shit, gives it to Lingard when he subs him on to fucking pass the message on? Right. Okay. So the you know, the only, hydration the, break, no hydration break. Coaches are gonna find a way to get a message out there. These things the happen only, in every sport. I, I don't see why it shouldn't happen in soccer. You're gonna take a minute. You're gonna talk to your guys. I I don't see a problem with it. The only message Josie Mourinho ever sent to Jesse Lingard is stop Why are you eating shit. <laughs> it's just stop. Like, literally, there was, there was that meme out there not too long ago of Jesse Lingard running on the field with a piece of paper. And it's like he runs on, opens it up on the piece of paper. It just says stop being shit at football. <laughs> stop being like every Red Bull player. 
Oh, I'm sorry. As I'm sorry. We as, wow, we finish up, as we finish up the soccer talk, going into the rest of the season, we got some checkpoints we want to go over. Who do you guys believe from this point will be the teams that will have the most success? I think Portland and Orlando. <laughs> I was going to say Orlando just because they're coming off this high, even though yeah. they came in second place, man. They have such a high being a five-year-old franchise. Uh, that and just because personal favorite team now of mine would be uh, Columbus. You see Columbus going really far in the regular season. Okay. Justin, stop fucking shaking your head. No! Ow. You've been harping on uh, Columbus the whole year. You really, what, do you mean, uh, what do you mean harping? They haven't disappointed, really. I meant, I meant, you know, praising. My bad. Kyle, what are we we thinking? I definitely agree with Alex. Orlando and uh, Columbus are going to be coming off like some highs off this tournament. Columbus, uh, you know, didn't have the tournament they wanted to have, but I think they played uh, quite well. I don't think it's anything to be upset about. But uh, Philly, too. Philly is going to be a major player coming in the rest of the season. I also, too, had Orlando and Philly. I mean, you saw the way Philly carried themselves. If they can hold on to Aronson... Philly is a dangerous team, but I'm going to say the, the, the obvious answer, LAFC. Uh, LAFC looked great, and I think they were just missing that one big piece, and lucky enough, they have that one big piece just sitting Maybe they should sign a striker better. or something, you know? Like, get get the, what they're missing, you know? Oh, you, if only you they like, had somebody sitting at home or something, right? That's what, happens, what happens to Bradley Wright Phillips now? So he, he goes he becomes, back on the bench, never no. to be seen again. Can we get him back? <laughs> Just kidding. But, but you no. think they're going to take him around back of the shed. But you think Sorry, about boy. it. I said this earlier during the tournament. Imagine having Bradley Wright Phillips <laughs> coming off the bench in the 70th minute. His confidence is up. He finds the right. He always finds the right position to be in. I think he like that's the depth that LAFC would need to make a deep playoff run. Wow, I can't believe all of you guys actually got this question wrong um the answer is minnesota it's very clearly minnesota <laughs> why it's a hockey town. a they have fuego jerseys true. B, true 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 b they made it to the to the quarterfinals and they're the one seems that I, I like wanted to do well and they kind of like thankfully kept up with my expectations so i i see good things for them i do have an excuse for not calling minnesota it's the same reason I didn't call LAFC before this whole thing happened at the start of the original regular season. They were already doing quite well, so they're not a surprise for me that they're going to be doing well. And That's Justin, the only reason I by, left them out. By, by, no, by that, neither is LAFC. It's not a surprise when LAFC does Yeah, that. that's why I left them out as well. And Justin, to finish it up, what teams do you think will succeed the most? Uh, Atlanta, and I think uh, I think Nashville. Has got uh, a bone to pick. A um, are, are you sure you, you don't want to say Dallas? Maybe I was going to say uh, Inter Miami as well. What? Hold on. So, Justin, when in the last week? Get my no, friend. I just want to know when he picked up some of those opioid oysters that he must have clearly had shipped <laughs> to his house from Seattle. He just said Nashville. I, I tell you what, I'm getting a lot of stuff from Seattle right now. Oh, <laughs> quick update. Weird, weird flex, bro. If you're not watching Dallas Nashville, you should probably not change whatever channel you're on. What a fucking barn burner. <laughs> it's 0 0, man. Awesome defense, dude. It's like four to two shots on goal. Holy crap. Has, has anyone noticed that there's actually fans in the stand? 
I, I didn't get to see any video or pictures. Oh, don't, yeah, don't, even, don't, don't even get me started. There. Like, there's just, there's some people in the in the crowd. Yeah. Listen, yeah. tarps don't count. Okay. No, 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 on the on the up, on the other side, when they were oh. at halftime, the guy was talking. There was a good couple hundred people in there. Right. So, what Spread teams out. do you what teams do you believe are going to disappoint you? Red Bulls. Damn it! Red Bulls. Red Bulls. Can we just do a unanimous like yeah, around the circle? Three, two, one. Red, Red Bulls. Bulls. All right. I also believe Miami. I, I think Miami is going to just struggle. Like, <laughs> Just give them a shot. Dude. It doesn't matter, dude, because they have also fire jerseys, so they can be shitty. But you know who's going to be shittier? Red Bulls. I also think the Los Angeles Galaxy. I think Chicharito is going to end up being a fuego bust. A very yeah. expensive bust, you mean? Speaking of players shining... What players do you believe from this point forward? And let's take away the obvious, you know, MVP candidates. What players do you believe from this point forward are going to really blossom with the rest of this season? Uh, I know no one's going to like this answer, but I still truly believe in him. But I think uh, the old man, BWP, is going to do really well in LAFC. He's going to shine how he couldn't shine the last couple seasons with Red Bull. Unless and he gets moved somewhere gonna, else, but yeah. Not, or, if he doesn't get, or if he doesn't get played, but still, at the same time, if he does and everything goes right, I can see him putting in a nice couple of years there and finishing off his career right. No, dude, honestly, I think BWP is a solid shout. I mean, really, like, I think at least this tournament is going to make Bob Bradley think about playing him a little bit more and possibly finding a system where he can play Rossi, Vea, and BWP all in the same lineup. I mean, you dude, if he can find a way to make that work, LAFC has the best offense in the league. So I got two players I want to give a shout to. Aronson from Philly. I think if Philly can find a way to retain him, I think he's going to have an amazing rest of this season. He's shown massive flashes. But I really think if he finishes out the rest of this season in top, top form, dude, he's going to go to a German league team and he's going to absolutely blow up there. And then Dre's going to have other things to talk about on his Welcome to the Farmers League podcast. Then to flip it, I think Jesse Zardes is in prime position to do beautiful things for Columbus this year. You that, take just, my pick and you say the name wrong. Yazzie, yeah, yeah, I'm so... Yaz. I just got trolled last night for this, too. I keep calling him Jesse Zardes. Let it be. It's going to happen. Yazzie, I get it. I get it. You can type it out as many times as you want. <laughs> Jesus. I forget it everything. I have a player that is kind of like... I just remember him from one game, and he played off his fucking ass that game and I really just want to see that continue and it's a player that really wouldn't have gotten a shot before this tournament and that is the uh, the young young goaltender from Vancouver Thomas Hassall that one game where he pretty much went toe-to-toe with Millet or Amelia whatever the goalie is from KC he played amazingly well out of the four games he got two shutouts he's only 20 21 years old so if he can kind of continue with that kind of form play well for Vancouver, I think he uh, also has the potential to have a great career. He's the third, like, a lot of people forget he's the third string goalie on that roster. You have to remember, like, I think close to 10 players on Vancouver were out with the Rona, so, like, they had to go deep, deep, deep into the I like how casual, I just love how casually you said, you know, they're out with the Rona. The Rona. The Rona. I have my backup pick, though. Uh, 
Gustavo Bao. He was even in games they tied or lost, they he looked lights out. He's gonna be incredibly dangerous. Dude, it's another solid shout. Justin, what I'm, gonna play bo- your- I'm gonna botch his name, dude. Do it, do it, oh, do God. it. He's a Peruvian player. Oh, plays boy. for Seattle. Oh god. Raul. 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 Ruiz or uh Rodiaz, maybe? Okay. Rodiaz? Doesn't that mean like legs or knees? Rodiaz means knees. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the top. He's, listen, he's one of the top forwards on Seattle. I think T- Seattle's going to have a comeback. Alex, I he, need translation. Yes, his feet. Rodiaz is kneecaps. Are you over here with Zapatos de Portes or whatever? With de Tenis? De Tenis? Quick question, Dre. What app are you using for translation? Pantalones Cuertos. Um, it's called High School Spanish. <laughs> you should try it. 101. <laughs> Yo, I would try, but they won't let me back in. I wouldn't either with that mustache. <laughs> Yo! Fire! Fire! But I have my Jansport. I have my Jansport. That kid just got burnt. Wow. Every, everyone's getting burnt this episode, man. Everyone. The, the oh, God. Wait, on. Does that mean that's the end of the episode? All right. Well, before I sign off, I just want to say thank you to our listeners and supporters. I appreciate you all tremendously. And also a huge shout out to these guys for being a great group of guys to work with. Thank you so much. That's it. So cheers. Hey. Cheers. Cheers to you, man. Hey, we wish you nothing but the best of luck with all your future endeavors. We know you're going to make us proud, and we're all going to cry, and we're going to be there at your virtual graduation because Corona is still going to be a thing in four years when you graduate. So we're going to be there for you, Justin, but thank you. Okay. I'm just hoping I have a certain podcast to listen to after he leaves. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's called The Farmer's League. Oh, wait, different one. Oh, you have like eight podcasts that you are dedicated to, Kyle. Oh yeah, Kyle's dedicated. Yeah, Kyle's like basically a free agent with a job. Like he just, <laughs> yeah, I have nine podcasts. This is fine. For now, I have one. One of them's gonna hit big. I, I just know it. One of them. <laughs> one of these days. You just play every number on the roulette table. One of them's gonna hit. I know it. But Justin, his, re- his review podcast. You're right. Justin, can you can you at least promise us at some point down the line we're gonna get you on a one-off episode and gonna... I'll come back for the final championship game where we can sit here and cry that the rebels are not in it. Okay. Now sounds like a plan. Off I thought script. you were gonna be really mean and be like, I'll come back when the Red Bulls win the cup. <laughs> Never. Just picture, we should do a picture of that with all of us sitting here just as skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> Two thousand nine hundred and twenty-seven year. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, though, we did have a little thing where we had to sing It's Going Down, I'm Yelling Timber. Because right, bye, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing the song as a send-off yeah. at the end of the episode, but we were not singing. Yeah, no, I was not going to make us sing, but yeah, our outro should definitely be It's Going Down, I'm Yelling Timber. Oh. So many copyright claims on this episode, I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be fine. All right, All right, Justin, send us off one last time. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 29 in the books, Post and Pints. We appreciate you guys joining us on this episode. Stay tuned for episode 30. When the regular season comes back, Red Bulls play the 20th for the Red Bull fans that we have out there. You have this game going on right now. It's a barn burner, as Alex said. Uh, Nashville taking on Dallas. They also play again, I think, tomorrow, maybe? or You can see know. how this is boiling down to a blow. I don't know. 
It's going to be shit anyway. But uh, nonetheless, the MLS is back. Tournament is over. Portland is your champions. And uh, regular season is back. We are getting closer to the so-called open air quotes normalcy. That's pretty much it. I'll see you guys later. Maybe. Bye, Justin. Peace out, Cub Scout. Bye. 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 Thank God that guy's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, that's episode 29 in the books. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. That's at Post and Pints. And remember, the banter is free, but the beer is not included. Adios.